Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback stacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What team's got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co host, Eric. And I'm always joined by my co-host. Now, what about? What's going on? You know, we just did week number six in the NFL run. How did you feel? I know your team won. Yeah, man. Yeah, hey, my team won. We accomplished the, uh, I don't know, the upset of the year, probably. So it was a great Sunday for me, for sure. Your team won. My team won. Tampa Bay lost, and we both hit on an upset special. So. It was a really good week, but before we go into it, let's get some news real quick. Ron, uh, Robbie Anderson traded to the Arizona Cardinals, and it was no accident that he just blew up on the coach. Is this a good trade for the Cardinals? I don't know what, I'm trying to see what he got or what the um, Panthers got in return. Um, obviously, the Panthers are having a fire sale at this point and trying to get rid of McCaffrey too, or trying to trade for him uh, or trade him uh, to get something for him. Um, You know, I think for the Cardinals, yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's good for them because their receiver uh, Marquise Brown got hurt. looks like he's going to be out like six to eight weeks or something like that. Um, So they needed a receiver. They got Deandre uh, Hopkins also coming back from suspension uh, this week. And the Cardinals haven't been playing that well uh, offensively. So, um, it's going to take a little bit to get Robbie to full speed, obviously, but they, they need as much help as possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is going to really help Arizona. I think that they have more problems than just the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the trade is a good idea on paper anyways, so I think they'll be okay. Another person that wants to be traded is Cam Akers. What is going on in L.A. this year? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I told you, I, you know, I, I wasn't too high uh, on the Rams or the Bucks or the Packers. You know, I think these the window is closing for all these teams. And, um, you know, I think Cam Akers have, has had some issues there the last couple of years. I don't know why, you know, him and the head coach always seem to to uh, butt heads. But, you know, he wants out of there. I think they sent him home Thursday and Friday uh uh, McVay confirmed today that they're looking to potentially move him. So um, he's going to be gone. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Sometimes it's it's best, you know, to, to start new somewhere else. Um, and maybe for uh, Kane Makers, he, I don't know what, you know, why he's wants to leave. It's not like he, he wasn't getting playing time or anything like that. But um, there's obviously something else going on there, I think. Well, I remember... Came off an injury last year, right? And then he wasn't really producing. Cool. I'm wondering, like, what's going on with Cam Akers? He's not producing like he was. And then they won the Super Bowl, and he would have thought, okay, well, Cam Akers is going to make a comeback or whatnot. But uh, it seems like he stalled somehow. I don't know what the issue is. It seems like the whole team stalled by that. Yeah, man. Matthew Stafford's not 100%. Um, you can start there. That you know, he hasn't been playing that well. The offense has not looked good. Um, yeah, I don't know what you know. What I think there's something else going on there. Um, but you know, he just at this point, you know, for for both McVeigh and Cam, maybe it's a, probably a good thing that they just split. 
And uh, Akers is a young young back, so I'm sure he'll get picked up somewhere, um, and he'll be able to you know keep his career going. The other news that I have is the return of the Mac. Mac is definitely playing Monday night against Chicago, and I just want to say that this isn't a really a huge controversy. I know ESPN, even the news back in Boston, they're like, do the team have a QB controversy? And the answer is no. You say he's definitely black. I haven't seen anything to say that he's, you know, 100% bad. I know this game is Monday, so it gives him an extra day to kind of yeah. get right and stuff. But I don't know if he's 100%, mm-hmm. but the fact, the fact is that he traveled with the team to Cleveland. He saw with his own eyes, with his own eyes, what Zappy can do. He went through the warm-ups and everything. I think that they're just like, you know, somebody said that they wanted to see, like, look, this guy is happy. He's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want? You want a two rookie to be to go with your job? I feel like this is like almost like tease. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you like the apples? Somebody else might take your job. Because, you know, let's be honest. I, as much as I love Matt Jones, he is kind of like the embodiment of white players. So I think that this is kind of like a wake up call to him. I hate the comparisons to Drew Bledsoe. Let's be honest. Drew Bledsoe was 5-13 mm-hmm. when Brady took over. It's not like he was doing well. Right. Yes, he, he had a big contract, but he wasn't doing well. So I'm actually happy that Mac is coming back. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually expecting him to, like, change his attitude. So you don't see any so – I don't see what you know anything with his attitude. I, well, first of all, he was – he didn't like the offense. He's like, I don't know what's going on. The Did he publicly come out and say that? Yes, it's, public. it's on record that okay. he came out and said that. Then he was like, I don't know, we're not using our receivers that we should. Just shut up and play, dude. Run the system. Run the system. That's the what Patriot system's been around for a while. Just run it. You and know. apparently, that's his MO. Like, mm-hmm. I guess when he was with Alabama, he was questioning the offense. Dude, I don't know if I system. believe all yes, of that nonsense, yes, though. Always ask why, and on top of that, when they did the rehab, the patient wanted him to come back early. He was like, I don't want to come back early. I want this fully healed. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, okay. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll take a step back because you don't feel comfortable. But that's Shouldn't the way they do that, that though? You were c- talking about last week, well, how the teams need to be more player-friendly. Hey, it's still players' health, man. It's still players' health. You can't, you can't say teams. You know, the teams need to look out for their players, and then because you know Patriots want him back, you know Mac needs to come back. You know, he needs to be 100 percent healthy. It's one year, right? He got the rest of his career. It's only the second year that he's playing. He got the rest of his career to think about. He should have nothing to worry about. He's coming back. I'm happy he's coming back. And then we can put the sappy talk. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, quarterback controversy seems seems like that's what's going on there. No, it's it actually seems what, like it's selling. Yeah. It's selling. People love sappy. Yeah, it's, it's going on in uh, Pittsburgh, too. People are talking about Trubisky needs to start, you know, regardless of what happens to, to pick it with this concussion. So there's quarterback controversies everywhere. Well, talking about Pittsburgh, Tua is coming back mm-hmm. for this game uh, on Sunday night against Pittsburgh. And I just saw, I heard the coach come out and say, you know, Tua needs to just keep 
ball when the play's not there. And I'm like, that's not the way to our plays. Yeah. What do you mean keep the ball? Like, nope. You know, throw it away. Just take a knee, go down. Yeah. Stop sending the play, basically. Yeah. Like yeah. But that's the way to our plays. That's when he's more more of a weapon, I would say. So why are you coming out and saying, he does. He needs to protect himself. If he keeps doing what he's doing, he's not going to last, you know, another two years in the NFL. Well, that's well, the only reason Garoppolo ready. is lasting this long. Is look at the size of Garoppolo, right? It was another quarterback that holds on to the ball too long, doesn't go out of bounds when he should, trying to make play when there's none there. He's taking a bunch of hits, but he's a big, you know, big dude. Uh, two is not. Two is small. He's tiny, so he's not going to be able to survive. If he doesn't learn to be smart, throw the ball away. Don't play hero ball. Live to see another down, um, and you know don't don't risk an injury. But see, we say don't do the hero ball thing. But then Kyler Murray does it almost every week, and no one says, "Hey, you need to slow down. Don't play hero ball." I'm just saying that that's his way. That's too uh, it's, it's built into him. Right. Yeah, it's built into him. Yeah, I agree. Him not to do that. Yeah. No, but I you, I, I do think you can you can coach some of that out of players. You can, but not in one game, not no, in one week. No, no, This is something that would take all year. Not to overstep an opposition, but that's why I think that Pittsburgh is going to win this week. Okay, good, good. Uh, so let's go into week six. So we actually, we actually said that Pittsburgh was going to lose this game, but they ended up winning. So I didn't see any of this game. I saw the stats. I saw that, you know, Brady didn't play that bad, but he also didn't play excellent. So what happened? Why did the Pittsburgh Steelers come out on top? A myriad of reasons. I watched every single minute of this game. Um, one, let's see, special teams. Our special teams played well. We had some huge returns by Sims. Um that got us into good field position. And, you know, for the most part, we didn't always make uh, take advantage of that. Uh, but that was a plus. Uh, two, our defense played really well. Um, we stopped the run. That's something that we struggled to do. Uh, we were able to do that um, on Sunday. And then we got a little bit of pressure on, on Brady. Uh, not much. We only sacked him twice. But we did cause him to move his feet. And, he, you know, he just didn't play well. He missed some throws. That he, you know, probably wouldn't normally uh, miss, but you know, Brady's not the same quarterback when you ha- you get him to move around. Um, so no, no more Gunner. Sims is gonna oh, be- yeah, got Sims. Sims is, has taken that over. Gunner was, I think, was inactive, uh, and he probably remained inactive. To be honest with you, it'll be interesting to see if he actually gets cut because uh, at some point this week or next week, Calvin Austin will be back, uh, and they'll need to cut somebody. Um, so, I mean, you just got a contract, so you're going to cut him? You're going to eat their cost? Someone has to go, um, you know, or what do you say to your fourth-round receiver that you drafted? So our receiver needs to go. Calvin Austin is going to uh, at some point come in and play, I would imagine. So um, I would imagine it's Gunner, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. But anyway, getting back to the game offensively, we looked really good that first drive with Kenny Pickett and then from there. After that, we scored our first touchdown um, for the season, like in the first quarter. Uh, first touchdown by a, a receiver as well. Um, yeah, you just the 20 mark. First time you see yeah, that, right? Yeah. Uh, but Kenny played well that first drive. After that, 
Matt Canada went to went back to being Matt Canada, and it was just like three and four yard dink and duck passes, uh, nothing over the middle whatsoever. Um, and then it looked like, to be honest with you, that we were going to lose that game. Tampa Bay was going to be able to come back um, and beat us. They were going to be stuck on like seven points the whole game. But um, once Kenny went down, Mitch came in, and and you know in the second half play calling changed a lot. Uh, we, we started continue to get the ball down the field. We're throwing all over the middle of the field as well. Uh, got Claypool involved, and um, we just finished the game. Finally, you know, on offense, we were able to, to complete a game on offense, get to twenty points, um, which I'm surprised that that was enough. But again, our defense played well, so everything just went right. You know, if you ask what what happened, everything went right. That's how we won the game. Do you think that against Miami? Then? I think so. Um, most of it, I think we can. Uh, you know, two is going to be a little bit different because he's not as smart or as accurate, I don't think, as Brady. Um, he has great weapons just like Tampa has. Um, and he's obviously, you know, um, much more mobile than, than Tom Brady is. So that's going to be a concern. But, you know, Tua and his decision-making, we'll see if we can – Force him to make some mistakes. Uh, one, he's coming back from the injury. He's been out of football for a while. Um, so it's going to take a while for him to get at, you know, reacclimated to like game speed and stuff. And then two, Pittsburgh's good for, you know, masking their defense and throwing some surprises out there. So um, I think we do have a chance. And I, I won't get into my prediction, but I do think we have a chance. Uh, the other game, and before, before we move on to the Patriots, uh, is this is this Brady? Can you told me that Brady was going off on the offensive line, but he only got sacked twice. Oh, he was going bananas. So why was he so upset? I think I think the offensive line didn't play that well. He did get pressured, but I think Tom, to be honest with you, was just frustrated the way things were going. They weren't able to run the ball that well. He was missing a lot of throws. And that came out. I think he took it out on his players. Um, I don't think it was a good look at all to see him screaming, uh, especially since he was the one who missed the walkthroughs on Saturday. He skipped. Uh, he wasn't. He didn't practice. I don't think on Wednesday either, right? Um, so he's the one that's missing time. But there he is blaming the other players, and that's kind of who Brady's always been, right? He he was the same way on the Patriots. Um, that's why, uh, you know, I'll, to be honest with you, I never liked Brady, you know. Um, I just don't think he takes, you know, ownership as much as he should. I think a lot of the top quarterbacks don't always do that. Uh, to say the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. He likes to f- point the fingers at other people. And uh, he should have came out and pointed, you know, and said, hey, I didn't play well. I missed some throws. You know, I was part of the reason we lost. So right now, if we look at if we look at last, what we indicated that the record would be three six weeks, you put them at two and four. I put them at four and two. So we each one game off. Is this about right, or is you think that they're overachieving? I think it's about right. I, I do think part of it is been, has been injuries and suspension of Mike Evans, and I think they'll get better as the year progress. 
I, you know, I did have them, like you said, starting two and four, uh, but I have them finishing at 10 and seven. Um, so I think they'll get, you know, hit a, a streak when they get to like week 10. You got Seattle, then a bye week, and then Cleveland, uh, New Orleans. Um, they can hit a streak, you know, you know, towards the end of the season. But uh, like I said, I thought it was going to be um, a little bit of a rough start for them. I did have them actually losing, looking at my um, scores initially uh, when we did this, you know, right before the season kicked off. I had them losing to Pittsburgh. But um, they got, you know, Carolina, should they should win. They'll probably take, take it out on them. They got Baltimore uh, and then the Chargers. Those are potentially two additional losses right there. I don't know. I don't know about Baltimore anymore. I think that could be a win if they play it right. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know that on our upset specials, I did pick uh, New York Giants because I don't trust Bronson anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's, let's go in there quickly because I wouldn't, I didn't call this one a perfect game because mm-hmm. I thought Cleveland was going to put up a fight, but they didn't put up a fight. When I was watching this game, when you think about the Browns, you think about defense and the best running back in football. Mm-hmm. And what did they do the first two plays of the game when they get the ball? They pass it. And I knew it did not come forward. It's not, you know, a lot of times you can have a good team, but really, really bad coach. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Coaching is so important. Um, I don't think people realize that if you just said it yourself, you know, what's Cleveland good at running the ball? Well, then you can't have Chubb only getting 12 carries and Brissett throwing 45 times. That doesn't make any sense. You can't have Hunt only getting four carries too. That doesn't make any sense. That goes completely against what your identity is supposed to be. Um, so, you know, it, they are what they are, and they're the Browns at the end of the day. Um, they'll the always Browns. be the Browns. Well, they're the Browns, and I didn't feel bad because defending Watson, they're like defending him to the best. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? You're getting what you get for. And also, there was no way that Bill Belichick, knowing that the Browns fired him, knowing that he was going to tie George Harris for most wins, was going to lose the game. So basically, this game was, except for the penalties that the offensive line had for the Patriots, this was a very clean game. It was. And they, you know, they went out and put up 38 points. We both only had them scoring 17, I think, to win. So we had a low scoring game. Um, but their offense with Zappy, that's why, you know, I think this quarterback situation uh, we'll see how it plays out, but um, Zappy played well. Two two more touchdowns, three hundred yards. He looked, you know, looked pretty good. So um, Patriots offense looked like they're starting to to do something. Listen, I told you last week that worst case scenario is four games. Best case scenario is a clean sweep, six games, six and zero. Uh, that would be fantasy either for me because they're not the Jets are looking, you know, like they might be up to something. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis is kinda of starting to wake up, kinda. 
I don't know if they're fully awake, but you know, I fully, I fully expect them to be over next week, and then we can talk about whether or not they can be the Jets and the Maples. But you know, I'm, you know, like I was saying, a French team. This I feel. I know the opponents are not 500, but I'm very confident that this team is kind of finding the ways of how to win, how to win clean in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You don't shoot yourself with penalties. You don't turn the ball over. Even though um, Sappy had a fumble, listen, keep playing this way. You're gonna go far if you keep playing this way. Don't, you know. Even when Matt comes in, keep playing this way. Like you said, follow the system. Right. Don't question yeah. it. If you have to run the ball 20 times, 25 times a game, that's fine. You did it 29 times, that's fine. Just do it. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we're at 500. I'm hoping that by next week, they're 4 and 3. And then, you know, the playoffs, we can start talking that this team is a playoff. Hey. You know, what are they right now? Uh, they're what three and three and three. Three and three. They're in last place in the division, but yeah. only because we lost those. Uh, we lost that game to Miami. Yeah. Man, I feel good, and I feel like you know, Miami is descending, and we're ascending. So, mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk about our upset specials because we hit on those. You. Had Seattle over Arizona. I have the Giants over Baltimore. Uh, Seattle, why did you pick them to? I just think they're a pretty good team with Geno at the helm. Um, and I thought they'd be able to run the ball on the uh, Cardinals. I think Kenneth Walker was one of the top backs coming out. Um, I thought they had, you know, I thought we had a lot of good running backs coming out uh, of the draft this year. So, Kenneth, it looks like he was able to run really well, just shy of 100 yards. Uh, he got a touchdown. Um, and Gino did what he needed to. Um, nothing too spectacular, just 20 or 31, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, he did get sacked five times, so that's a little bit concerning. But they did what they needed to. And then as far as the Cardinals, um, like I said, they just don't look like a, a good team right now. Um Cardinals got sacked six times. Mm-hmm. That's and we said that this this Seattle defense was so so, but yeah. they're actually putting up a fight. Yep. I just don't think that I think, you know, what you're seeing with Geno Smith is has been real. Um I think they'll have a chance to win every game. I'm not saying they're gonna have a great record uh, at the end of the year, but I just don't I th- see the Cardinals kinda like sleepwalking right now, their offense. Um and maybe that improves um, with these this trade and DeAndre coming back. Um, but right now, if I'm the Cardinal sitting at two and four, uh, I'm a little bit concerned for sure. Yeah, the Cardinals, and we'll do. I think when we do week number nine, we'll do another uh, review of the mm-hmm. season. And I, I don't think the Cardinals are playing a contender. At least they haven't shown that they are yet. I don't know what their average is, but you can't be averaging more than 20 points a game that much. Uh, the other upset is uh, New York over Baltimore. I went with New York because I'm riding the wave. 
Baltimore, what happened? Because Baltimore was had the lead, and then all of a sudden the Giants came back. Yeah, I didn't get to watch this game at all. Um, but how about those those Giants, man? Five and one right now. Ahead of the Cowboys, ahead of Washington, just looking up at Philly, who arguably is the best team in the NFL right now. Um, the Giants have done just enough every single game. Um, you know, it starts with Barkley. Um uh, but also, you got to give Daniel Jones some credit. He's been playing pretty good football. He hasn't turned the ball. Hasn't over. really turned it over that much. Um, he's just he's just looked good. Uh, he's done what he needs to. The Giants, I think, coaching too. Got to give them credit. Like he, you know, the coaches got them all playing hard. Um, you know, but he's changed the culture. That's what you need to do when you come in as a coach. And uh, you know, for the Ravens, you know, I. I don't know what to say about the Ravens. Obviously, I was I'm happy because I'm a Steelers fan, so I want them to lose. Uh, and now they're three and three. But you know, the Ravens. I think all these teams in you know AFC North are about 500 teams, um, except for Cleveland. I think they're below 500. But all these teams are. You're looking at like a 500 uh, record for the most part. Yeah, and what I also saw on this, just looking at the stats, Jack Kenny and Drake. 119 yards on 10 carries. Uh, that's a lot of yards. I think he might have broken one. He added just just below 12. Mm-hmm. But is it the defense of Baltimore is lacking? Because, I mean, Lamar Jackson is his team. 17 for 32 with that costly interception um, at the end. He didn't play that well. Um, you know, I just think you know, I don't think there's just looking long term for the Ravens. The offense is not as concerned. They only score 20 points. I don't think that's going to be the norm. I think they'll be able to score a lot more. Their defense is a concern. Um, you know, they gave up 24 points. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit worried that their defense isn't very good. Uh, and then for Lamar, he almost has to play a perfect game sometimes to to win, and he can't have the mistakes that he's been having over the last couple of weeks. Uh, at the end of at the end of games, yeah, I think that um, if Baltimore doesn't fix the defense, you know, as soon as possible, they keep driving on. Because I feel like they're making Lamar Jackson do everything or win the game or whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win you the game. You got to have a good defense. Twenty points, I think, if your team is averaging twenty points a game or more, you're doing a good job. It's up to your defense to step up and mm-hmm. say, no, you're not scoring more than 20 on offense. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going on with the Baltimore. Uh, so let's, let's go to week number seven because we actually have a game. The Bucks, uh, the Bucks at Carolina. Uh, what do you have for score? So right now the... Uh over under is 41. The opening line was uh, Bucks favored by 10. Um, I think they'll get things together just out of desperation, um, out of anger. Um, and then out of the coach challenging them too. Uh, I think they're going to put a beat down on, on the Panthers. Um, I have a score of 30 to 10. Um, I could see them getting to 30 points pretty, pretty easily. I think they need to get to 30 points, to be honest with you, to, to, to get some confidence going. I don't know. I, 
I can see them winning this game. I don't know if they're gonna win the last twenty-one point. I think that they get. I, I have a final score of twenty-one to fourteen. I think that they get twenty-one points. I don't know if they get to thirty. I've been wanting for them to get to thirty, but for some yeah, reason they're averaging like seventeen or something like that. So they just can't do it. I guess Carolina, who is a mess, mm-hmm. have has an injured coach now. Right. They just traded one of their receivers. Mm-hmm. Fourteen points might be a lot. I think you're right. I think it might be ten points. But I'm still giving the bag this twenty-one points and they're winning this game. They should win this game. Uh, the next game is Pittsburgh at Miami. What do you give the score for that? Sunday night game, prime time in Miami. Dolphins favored by seven over under forty-four and a half. I'm going with an upset again. Um I, I almost feel like I should count Pittsburgh out because that's what I said I was doing last last week. Um, but I honestly think if they can get some guys back uh, this week, like Minka, if he can get him to play, they they match up pretty well with Miami outside of the receiver. Tyreek Hill and Waddle, I mean, they're really fast. They just got to figure out how to keep those guys in front of them. Um, but I think they match up pretty well. They can be They can out-physical Miami. Um, so I'm going Pittsburgh 23. They get to 20 points again, and then the defense plays well. You're going to get to two a lot. So I'm giving Miami 17 points and I'm predicting, uh, Pittsburgh's going to have like four or five sacks. I don't think so. Uh, he's in concussion protocol. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think they'll play it safe with him. I think right now, honestly, like anytime you're in concussion protocol, <laughs> you're probably going to yeah. miss one game. Um, that's the way I think we're heading um, at this point, just because not just what happened to Tua, but some it's been some other players who have gotten hurt, um, come back and you know have have played and, and gotten a concussion again. Yesterday in the uh, the Pittsburgh game, uh, Cameron Brait went down had to roll him off the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a concussion. He had a concussion two weeks ago. Um, so this is second in, in like two weeks, basically. So I th- almost think we're heading to a place where if you have a concussion, whether you have like, you know, if you're seeing like the instability with your motor skills or whatever, it's almost a guarantee that you're going to miss at least one game. Listen, I've been... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. We love football. We can't get enough of it. Thursday, Sunday, Monday, doesn't matter. But I predict in like 10 to 15 years, it's going to be flat for me. It's going to be flat for me. Because people are going to be like, this game makes you dumb. Your concussion, five years, ten years, doesn't matter if you're, you know, disabled, if you're sold to me. Eventually, all those people I'm gonna be like this game is almost well. They haven't out. Uh, they haven't done that with boxing. So as long as it's boxing, there's gonna be NFL football. But I do predict that it's already happening. Like I would say that my brother, who coaches teams, every time there's a hit in the head with his kids, basically they're, they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. The parents are keeping them 
Mm-hmm. So I know you're not playing Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. So imagine, I know that means I'm really there, so they're probably covered, but I mean, it's only a matter of time. That's why you gotta I, enjoy the, yeah. you gotta enjoy football while it's still there's just too much money i think we can talk about player safety all we want yep at the end of the day what do they do they increase the number of games right they got rid of preseason no one goes preseason but they increase the regular season they're going to probably expand the playoffs at some point i think in 10 years you could be looking at 20 games instead of like 17 um the money is just outrageous and Player safety, that goes out the window when you talk about millions of dollars. The NFL doesn't give a damn about injuries. Yeah, they may come out and say, yeah, we want to protect our players and stuff. They want to save face. But, you know, it'll be up to the players to say, no, I don't want to play this game anymore. It's too dangerous. And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, we already we already complain about how they treat quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. How it's almost like if you touch them, you're flat. Mm-hmm. You go down low, you're flat. You go to the head, you're flat. If you hit a receiver, an offensive receiver, you're flat. Right. So it's just a matter of time. It's just... Yeah, well, I would rather continue to do stuff to protect the players, but with the quarterback situation, if you didn't give the quarterback 22 to 25% of the salary, you wouldn't be so worried about protecting them. Um, and then if they quarterback took a big hit, well, guess what? The next it's next man up. That's that's how it should be. That's how it always used to be. But now we pay quarterbacks outrageous salaries and owners, and I don't blame them for this. They want to protect their investment. Um, that's why we have the rules that we you know we do today. Um, but hopefully, I think uh, you know. Obviously, I, I want the players to be healthy, uh, but at the same time, you know, I want quarterbacks to be smarter, get rid of the ball. When you need to, I want quarterbacks to be bigger, stronger, faster. I don't want to see Tua. I don't want to see Kyler, right? I don't want to see those tiny quarterbacks out there running around and stuff. Um, so you basically want to see a lot of Josh Allen's. I want to see Josh Allen's. That's that's what football's made for, you know? The bigger, stronger, tougher players. That's what I want to see. Well, like I said before, mark my words, in 15 years, 15 hours, Okay, I'm gonna even go twenty years. It's gonna be fine for me. Okay. Uh, Monday night in Chicago at New England. Ron, what did you do this time? Wait, Tom, did you give your score yet? Oh, sorry. I'm going ahead of myself. Yeah, I want you on record. I first of all, I like Pittsburgh this game because mm-hmm. what we talked about earlier. The whole two us. Dad, his coach is saying you need to play this way, which is not Tua's way. I actually see Pittsburgh winning this game, seventeen percent. I don't think Miami scores that many points, but the fact that Pittsburgh wins this game, that means Pittsburgh is back in the fold yeah. as a possible playoff team, yeah. a playoff team, and. I think this podcast is much better when Pittsburgh. Oh, both our teams. Yeah, all three of the teams. To be honest with you. Well, the Bucks we knew because that division was easy. But right. I'm picking Pittsburgh to win this game. Yeah. It's not my absolute special, but 
Yeah, well, they're not favored today. So, as a matter of fact, they're, like I said, the point spread is seven. Um, I think they need to win this game um, because next week they got they got Philly, uh, the, you know, the following week before they're by, and that's almost an automatic loss right there. So, I'd rather them, you know, go into the bye week at three and five versus two and six. So, to me, they need to, to, to pull off a win here if they have any chance of getting to the playoffs. The other game, finally, is Monday night. Chicago at New England. Uh, Ron, what did you give this one? So, this is a game Pat's a favorite seven, as of today, Monday. Seven and a half, over under 39 and a half. Um, it's in New England. I don't see New England losing this game uh, with Mac Jones or with Zappi. I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, but I do see it being a close game. Um, I think Justin Fields can do enough with his legs if he is able to run around where they can score some points. So I have the Pats winning 21 to 17. Well, this one I would pronounce I'm very confident this is what I would consider a couple of Because we saw Chicago against Denver. Was it Denver? Last week? It was a Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah. Horrible game. Horrible, horrible. Offense was horrible. Yeah. Justin Fields was horrible. He was. I can almost be Bill Belichick like coming up <laughs> with a game. Just like mouth watering, just like, hmm. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. And you think this is going to be a close game? I don't think it is. I think the Patriots will win. Yeah, Justin Fields did not play well. Um, he missed some throws, like, badly. Um, but he can use his legs. If he uses his legs a little bit more than he did in Denver, they can have a chance. Um, they have no idea what they're doing in Chicago. None, no idea whatsoever. Uh, they don't have a lot of uh, offensive weapons. Their best, uh, the best thing that they can do is run the ball. That's what they're relatively good at um, with their two running backs. But the problem is the Patriots have a pretty decent run defense. So um, I think it's going to be up to Justin Fields. Uh, you know, he has to have a good game to keep it close and to have any chance of winning. Well. Everything that you said, it's not going to happen. This is going to be just a field. I'm going to have like a linebacker shadow him. He's just not going to do that. Now, you up for special, which is Pitt at Miami. I think that you're uh, double dipping there. Well, I, it had to be because I looked at the other game and there was nothing else I was confident in whatsoever. Um, the favors, I mean, there were some pretty decent spreads. I'm trying to pull it up now. Um, there were a lot of decent spreads. Yeah, it was pretty large spreads. And then the only one, close one, there was one that was close, but it was like at three points. I'm trying to figure out what team that was. Um, it was right at three. And I think we said, what is our threshold going to be for an upset? Uh, three and a half. Three and a half, right? Three is almost like a pick em. So uh, we said three and a half. Three and a half and a 
Yeah, so it was going to be Denver Jets. That's that's the game I was looking at, but that's only at three right now. So it's only at three. Well, when I looked at it, because that is my opposite special, mm-hmm. is that uh, New York Jets over Denver. That was it was an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. We, uh, let's see. This was when was when did this came out? That I was looking at. Seven hours ago, we do this Monday night. There's no way Denver can be favored by seven and a half over the. Uh, I mean, they're a struggling team. Jets are a team that's playing well. I know this. You know, the game's in Denver, right? It's in Denver. We just talked about how that game against Chicago was a horrible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson was. Terrible. The offensive play calling looked terrible. When I saw this at eight and a half, I'm like, why? Why are they doing that? So the opening line was sent, oh, was eight, and now it's gone down to three times. Why did it open at eight, though? That's so strange. I don't know. Now it's down to three. Actually, it was three and a half, and it just went down to three. So I moved to three. So I'm still taking the Jets. That's that's a pickle, basically. That's a cheap way of going. Well, it's better than double pickle. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of upsets, right? I mean, there's there's no way. Let's look at some of these other games. Well, the other game was Seahawks at Chargers. Seahawks at Chargers. Well, that was only, if I remember correctly, a small... Spread. So it opened up at seven and a half, and it's currently at seven. Seahawks at Chargers. Do, 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 do. Why can't I find it? Yeah, I can't find it. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, the over and under is fifty-two points and seven seven points. Um, Chargers minus seven. So we can go there. Do we trust Gino to be to the Chargers on the road? Mm-hmm. That's a tough pass. Mm-hmm. So I know the Jets let me down early in the year, but Denver is so bad that I, I just like the Jets' yeah. style much I would more the than Jets the Jets too. I just don't think it's that big of a an upset. Um, but yeah. You know, they should they should go into Denver anyway. Like, unless something we see something different. Is Denver playing today? They're playing right now, right? Denver's playing right now. Yeah. They're playing the Chargers. I wonder what the score is right now. Unless you see something completely different out of Russell Wilson, and he all of a sudden looks like the old Russell Wilson, that team is in bad, bad shape. Which he hasn't, right? He hasn't looked the same. Mm-hmm. 10-10 right now. And we were like, there's a lot of hype. So, I still don't think that they're as good as the Jets. Even if, for some miracle, they pull out a win today, I, I'm still like the Jets better. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to be my opposite special for a week in the summer. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, did you want to add anything else? Um, no, man. I think it's been a pretty decent season. We're uh, 
almost to the halfway point. The one thing I will say, outside of like, uh, what division is, is it with like Philly? Um, NFC East? Yeah. yeah. And they're not even running away with it. I think all of these divisions, every team is, it's it's like up for grabs, basically. Um, no team is completely out of it uh, just yet. I think Buffalo has it on lockdown. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I know we don't play them till late in the year, mm-hmm. but right now they look unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're Philly a- looks unbeatable. I know they went against Dallas and mm-hmm. won, but that was Cooper Rush. That's right, Cooper Rush. They haven't played the Giants yet. Giants just one loss. Um, I think Philly's a better team, and I have Philly in the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying it. You know, these it's it's still anyone's game. Um, you know, I think the Giants can still continue to get things going. I think Dak coming back, they have a chance to get things going. Um, Minnesota, I don't know if they'll. I don't know what to say about Minnesota. They're five and one right now. That is probably the surprise for me. Green Bay is not that good, so Green Bay would be the team you would think that can catch them. But they're only three and three right now. Chicago's two and four, about to be two and five, most likely. And then Detroit's one and four. Who the hell cares about Detroit? Um, so is that the weakest division in the NFL? I would, I would probably, I would probably have to agree. Um, I don't know how trustworthy those teams are. Um, they're playing, you know, the Vikings are playing well right now, but. Let's see if they can keep it up. They haven't been a- able to do that in the past, so we'll see. But it's it's uh, it's still early. Lots of football left. Uh, so whatever team you're a fan of, I know our, our buddy Chris, he's uh, oh, right right now. <laughs> he's loving it right now. Giants fan. So uh, you know anything can happen over the next uh, couple of weeks. So we'll see where we are. Like you said, come week nine. Um, See yeah. who's in and who's who's out at that point. I think that in week nine, they could still be the Giants, a playoff team, which we, really we don't know yet. Because five and one, but it's you know it's a, it's not a convincing five and one. No, no, but the schedule is pretty has been favorable, right, for them, right? They beat up on the Bears. Got it. They beat the Packers, like we just said. It's not a good team. Um, they beat the Panthers barely, um, and then the the Ravens. Uh, they they got the Jags. Jags. I don't know what's a you know one week they look good, the next couple weeks they don't. Then they got the Seahawks, the Titans, the Lions before they play. You know, face the Cowboys. Um, they can reel off another, you know, four straight wins right there. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's half the week. Number eight, they are up to the We have to consider them. And I think we'll have Chris back on the podcast. That's for sure. That's yeah, for sure. So I'm looking to week number seven. Pack handling business. And then we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Don't let us down, Pittsburgh. Don't let us down, Patriots. All right. 
So in that case, I think. Hey guys, thanks again for listening and supporting us. You can find us at The Sim Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at shutympodcast at gmail.com.